Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. I'm Missy Stevens, Mom and Dot 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 Writer, Foster Care Advocate, and this week and really every week, crazy plant lady. Yeah. And thank you for some of the tips that you've been giving me on some of mine. Anybody can just text pictures of plants to Missy and she'll diagnose. (laughs) It's really helpful. And I'm Suzanne Kearns, a mom and dot, dot, dot writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And this week in ACL Festival Recuperator, and we are trying to decide if that's a word, Recuperator. I am recuperating from being at the ACL Festival in 90 plus degree heat um, from about 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day with my kids. And it was awesome, but holy cow, tired. But yeah, I've never done it. Can you believe I'm a native Austinite and I've never done it? You've never been to ACL? I'm not a big festival crowds of people person. And so I've never done it, but I feel like I need to like... Yes. Lose my ACL virgin card at some point. <laughs> That's shocking. I know. I'm a, I don't know. It's very weird. Of all the things I've done in this town, that's not one of them. That's okay. It took me 10 years to paddleboard. So it, <laughs> I have done that. It's I've never that. too late. It's never yeah. too late. Uh, well, y'all, this week, the reason we're a little bit off with our <laughs> introductions and start is because we don't have any guests to be fancy for this week. Because as of this week, drum roll, are you doing the drum roll? Am I doing a drum roll? <laughs> our podcast is full term. This is our 40th episode. And in the time that it takes to grow a person, if things all go well, right? <laughs> mine like to come a little bit early. Yeah, um, I think everyone in, in less time for sure. And then yes. one, one in about 40 weeks. Yes. Mine like to come a couple weeks early, but the size of like a 47 week old kid. I don't know. It must be all the <laughs> ice cream I eat. But, <laughs> but for 40 episodes, we've been making the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast and learning from experts and having so much fun. And I hope that you have all been learning yeah. and having as much fun as we have. For real. I mean, we're just going to like take some time today to go down memory lane over the last 40 weeks and talk a little bit about what we think might be ahead. And um, as we were preparing, I thought, I wish that we could cram into an hour, like a tribute to every guest that we've had. We probably can't, but our guests, I mean, wow, our guests, and it's mainly props to Suzanne for just having no shame and reaching out to people (laughs) when we're like, should we reach out? I don't know. Suzanne's like, I'm just going to do it. Um, we've had some really incredible inspirational people. So I thank you for being the push to like, let's just ask if we think we want somebody, let's ask. And it's worked out really well for us. It has, although there are a couple in the past couple of weeks that I've been asking who have not been responding. So hopefully I'm thinking Missy, what this might be something as we talk about what might be coming forward, like. I'm still shocked beyond shocked that we get people like the likes of Julie Lithcott Hames and to come be guests yes. on the show. And we're so appreciative of their time. And we know that time is valuable. And as we discuss more about our own boundaries, I actually truly respect people who are honoring their boundaries and being like, yep. 
you know what, there are a zillion podcasts that I'd love to be a guest on, but just cannot. So I truly do appreciate that as much as we'd love to talk to them on one-on-one. But the amazing thing is they got books. Like we yeah. can read the book. You and right. I can still have a discussion about what we learn in the book right. without necessarily having that guest there to be like, yeah. yep, that's what I wrote. <laughs> so, so yeah, I it's do. true. I really do want to respect their boundaries because we want our boundaries respected. That's one of the things we're going to talk about later. And so it's, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yes. If people say not now or not ever. <laughs> They will. Eventually, they'll be like, can I please be on your podcast? But right. no, in the meantime, for people who, for one reason or another, if it doesn't fit their schedule or if they have something going on in their lives where they are just not available, we might work around that because there's there are some books that we really want to talk about. Yeah. And if we can't get the author, we can't get the author, but we're still going to talk about it. And maybe we can even yeah. kind of turn it into a little book club where, you know, we go over a couple of weeks um, and you guys will have time to grab the book and kind of Ooh, participate cool in in our group, which is a good opportunity for us to remind people that we have a private Facebook group, which is mom. Yeah. If you are searching for it in the Facebook bar, you actually search for mom space and then it's called ampersand, right? Mm-hmm. Ampersand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we're both doing our fingers. I know. <laughs> it is a, it is a non-visual medium, the podcast, but look at my mm-hmm. finger and, and it's community not the podcast. The community is the Facebook group. So look for there. We are pretty darn quick to approve and let people in. And so we can talk about it there. And then we also have our Facebook page, our Instagram, and all those exciting places where you can find us. But yeah, the group is kind of where it's our safe space to kind of let our hair down and ask some questions that might be a little more vulnerable that you don't want to bring out into the public page. Yeah. And I feel like I, I think Facebook groups have gotten some bad raps in certain circles. Facebook in general. (laughs) Facebook in general. So I feel like this group, and granted it's ours, so of course I'm going to have nice things to say about it, but it's not, there's not a lot of people just randomly posting. People ask questions, answer questions. I don't think we've ever had anybody be ugly. No. People are nice and respectful and um, yes. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to join another Facebook group that pops up in my alerts 200 yes. times a day, it's not, that's not it. No. And you know what? And lurking is welcome. I got to say, yeah. it's kind of funny because from time to time, it'll be kind of quiet. You know, we'll post something, maybe you don't hear a lot. And then out of the blue, I'll get mm-hmm. a direct message a week later and just being like, I just got to let you know that, you know, I didn't want to say this in the group, but I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciated that or I yeah. tried that. And so that is okay. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't yeah. ready. And some people, you know, after a year or so pop in and you think that, oh, are yep. you new? But like, nope, they've been there. They've been around. And they're, and they're just feeling uh, comfortable and popping out. And so we welcome yeah. that. You don't feel like you need to come in and like do a big intro, although we welcome Welcome that as well, if you'd like to. So, because yeah, there are there's a, a pin of... at the top of the page, you can go yep. introduce yourself and read about everybody else if you want. Yes. So, come join us. It's super, super yeah. fun. And we will be posting, um, we're, oh, I'm going to jump to one of the things we're going to be talking about um, some little inspirational reminders from our past mm-hmm. episodes, things to just kind of go bing and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I love that part. Because after 40 shows, that's 40 hours 
that's like a work week of just right. nonstop listening to podcasts. And <laughs> so it's, it's kind of nice to have a little reminder, especially yeah. what are the things that you get, Missy, you get the little tummy flip? Yes. Almost every episode, my stomach like does that. It is sort of a flip-flop where I know I've heard something that really resonates with me or calls me out or yes. something. You know, it's something where I'm like, oh, I need to pay attention to that Yes, for whatever reason. I would say that happens at least once an episode. I mean, sometimes it happens within the first few minutes and continues to happen, which is those are the episodes where you're like, I need to take notes. Careful. I know. Notes. I know. It's so funny when we end up taking notes on our own podcast, but mm -hmm. I'm discovering that we need to, because one of the things that we're going to be doing in this episode is talking about, so the things that we've learned, it was supposed to be one thing we've learned, but we both cheated, I think, on that. But so we're yeah, going to be sorry. talking about- I'm not good at once. <laughs> we've learned so much. The things that we've learned over the course of the past 40 episodes and all the interviews mm -hmm. that we've done. And then we're going to talk about one of the things that we have learned and not quite done. <laughs> and so with something that we want to keep moving on, maybe it means we bring on more guests around it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just that we get off our asses and do it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll just encourage that each other to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is just patting ourselves on the back for some stuff that we've heard the experts say that we came into this actually maybe not knowing, but feeling in our gut or that we were mm -hmm. already kind of doing. But also reminding others maybe who that isn't their thing that they've been doing. Um, just reminding them that those yeah. are opportunities to learn more about yourself, learn about each other. Well, and, and I thought we'd, before we got really deep into all of that, just talk about quickly, if we can, yes. quick is oh, not yeah. thing, a thing that people put with us, but <laughs> um, quickly just kind of talk about the journey of the last 40 weeks, like where we started, how we felt when we started and yes. what we feel like now, because 40 weeks is a long time. You can grow a person. It's <laughs> 10 months. It's a long, we've gone through almost all of 2021. When it, you think about stuff that has happened in 2021, separate from our podcast, I mean, it's been a year. It has been a, a year and I'm very impressed that we have stuck with it because I think, isn't there a statistic? Like if you make it past your seventh episode, something crazy, very you're already episodes. further mm -hmm. than, you know, 80% of podcasts. So yay yes. us. <laughs> We've because got that far. A lot of work. I it don't think people work. realize like the amount of time that goes into it, but I mean, to get past those first seven to 10 episodes is huge. Yes. Cause there's a big learning curve. Uh -huh. And but I, <laughs> we're still thing, learning. I am very proud of us. This is something like in the Julie Lithcott Hames get out of neutral. I feel like we got out of neutral pretty dang fast with this podcast from yes. the idea creation, which was like the week before Christmas <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. to picking a theme song, mm -hmm. deciding on who to host it. Deciding on a format, coming up with a logo, yeah. which we ended up doing by ourselves. Don't say it was another. I think it's yeah. cute. Look at it behind me. I, it's so cute. I think it's so cute. And I think that was an important lesson learned. Like we did not trust ourselves to do it, but we had what we needed to get that done. And once yes. we once we saw what we were getting from the quote unquote professional we hired, we were <sighs> like, oh, this is not, we can we, do this. We, we can, can do, do this. this that was our first lesson in trusting ourselves, I think. Yes. But I mean, all of those things take a lot of time. And even just recording that first episode, I think 
Oh my gosh, who are we? Nancy Davis Coe, I think it was. And I was shocked to find out how many times she recorded her first episode yeah. of the okay, Midlife right. Mixtape yeah. when we had her on. We had her on for um, the Thank You Project. But yeah, I don't but, remember but the numbers, she, but it was a yeah. lot of times that she redid. And we just did it. We just did. (laughs) Maybe it's obvious, but we just did it. (laughs) Have you ever re-listened to it? Like I haven't heard it since. I haven't. That would be kind of funny. We should do. We that's maybe that should be our um, thing that we do on TikTok is just the look on our faces as we re-listen to our first couple of podcasts. (laughs) We like, oh, ow, yeah. But yes. (laughs) So, but I think material-wise, guest-wise, topic-wise, I think we're still pretty much on track with where Mm -hmm. we started, was just exploring these ellipses, making the most of your ellipses, which are basically the dot, dot, dots after mom. And so all the things outside of your role as mom that make you you and exploring that, celebrating that and trying to expand on that, whether that has to do with a career or not may or maybe we'll see where that ends up um but yes so i i think that we've stayed pretty close to that right it's the people we are in the dots beyond that in the dots in our cute little oh see for anybody who's watching make your mug today oh you don't have your mug on our anniversary i have no i know i have no fluids of any kind in here so (laughs) at some point i'm going to pause because i might get thirsty well, speaking of, since we're talking about videos and I'm showing you videos, um, we, this is a reminder, we have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We're doing all kinds of self-promotions in here, but um, for some yeah, of the shows. My, this is the episode for it. <laughs> exactly. For some of our episodes, it actually comes in handy, especially this past, uh, when was it released? On Friday. Mm-hmm. last Friday, um, where we did our tipsy ellipses workout. It was the mm-hmm. menopause fitness in menopause workout. Um, so much fun. It was so much fun. And I got to tell you, I've been using so many of those exercises because they're so easy and I don't have to get on the ground for, and I think there was a couple that she gave us. Yeah. Options like to a get bridge. You'd have to get on the ground. For yeah. A so there was that one, but being able to do push-ups on the wall, the squats into my chair, I've got my dresser where I can do the the tricep bends or whatever. So yes, I, but I highly recommend because as much as we tried to describe them in the podcast, <laughs> you know, I don't, the, I don't think we did a great job of making you know it what? an the audio funny thing is, You guys are such troopers because we can actually see on the data downloads, like the percent listened to. And I th- thought for sure that episode, people were going to be like, 50 percent like <laughs> this is enough y'all stuck through it i'm so proud of you i i hope you actually did some of the exercises or maybe you were just making fun of us <laughs> visually yeah. in your mind <laughs> yeah. but if you want to have an even more fun time making fun of us definitely go watch the youtube channel and there's links to that on the mom and website yeah but yeah any other yeah. reflections from you no i just podcasting is harder than it looks <laughs> Podcasting is harder than it looks but i i think the only other thing that comes to mind when when we've been talking about this episode is not that i'm not nervous anymore like are i still get a little i don't know anxious i guess before we record with a guest but it's less than it was mm-hmm. it is I think back to those first couple episodes and I like had the flop sweats. My palms were sweating. I, my underarms were sweating. 
I couldn't really hear my own thoughts. And I have learned over the course of 40 weeks to be present in our interviews. And I just never thought that would happen at the beginning, but partly due to just working together and growing into this thing. Like, yes. I'm present and I hear what they have to say. I mean, first I would have to go back and listen to the episodes. Feel like I don't yes. know what we talked about. <laughs> well, I discovered that probably after, well, after the first, and it probably went through maybe the first couple of episodes where when I was going back and editing it, like it was almost like I was listening to it for the first time. Yeah. And I, different so, people didn't remember having those conversations. I mean, it yes. was crazy. Fortunately, I think I think Jen Mann was one of the first ones, and she actually we're going to be on her podcast yeah. at, uh, here in a couple of weeks. So excited yeah. about that! I want to give Ooh. a little shout out for it because uh, she's, she's got some great guests coming up. She, I mean, including us. Think, she's yeah, some, she's got some amazing two in particular. Um, but no, it is called No Pants Required with Jen Mann. Jen is J. E-N, and then man is M-A-N-N. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's on like episode four, I think. And I don't know where we're yeah. going to come in there. But yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think hers was one of them that I was like, oh, my God, this is Jen. That was a friend who, I mean, there shouldn't be so much pressure. But I was right. listening. She's so to... kind and so easygoing. Oh, and my God. I was panic stricken. Yeah. Mean. And I was listening as I was going through and editing it, listening to the, the audio again over and over. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I wish I would have said, you know, I wanted to have said something. I wanted to go mm-hmm. back in time and like, oh, my gosh, that was such a good point. I wish I would have told her or this was so interesting. Yes. I wish I would have elaborated on it. But no. <laughs> so- I mean, deer in the headlights, just getting through it at first. So I maybe we owe an apology to our first few uh- guests. And, no. and the thank you for letting it like being our guinea pigs and letting us practice on them, basically. Yes. But I also think it's just a reminder for any of us in our lives to be present and to mm-hmm. listen and to not be thinking about the next thing that we're going to be yeah, saying. For sure. And I think I've learned that you don't have to being an anxious person and you also have some experience with anxiety. Yes. I have spent my entire life planning out what's going to happen next so that I'm ready for it, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous because you can't always plan these things, but trying to be in control of the next thing. And so I would always be thinking about what I should say next. And this has broken me of that because I can't hear what our guest is saying if I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next. Yes. And it's okay to pause after they talk and think about what they said. Like It's it's changed the way I listen and uh, it's pretty cool. Yes. Me too. Oh, look at us. Okay. Growing. Look at it. Well, and then speaking of things that we're growing with. So the category of things that we've learned Mm -hmm. and actually applied to our lives. (laughs) So so, let's see, I think, and I'm so glad we started with this. We started with the idea of getting to know who we are. And one of the very first episodes we had, it was episode five with Steph Baron Hall. Do I have the book back here? I got to stop turning around and looking for books because it messes up my volume. And last <laughs> last time I knocked over my over. I yeah. knocked over my whole bookcase. But the book is called, oh, here it is. See, I do have it here. The Enneagram in Love. Mm-hmm. And she's got an amazing Instagram account. But uh, Steph Baron Hall came on to talk to us about the Enneagram and how our Enneagram numbers impact how Missy and I were going to work together, mm-hmm. but also how it just makes you interact with anybody in life. Yeah. 
And I still think that was one of the best things. We've done some really great stuff. Um, episode number eight was Strengths Finder with Jenny Remington. That yep. was a really good way of getting to know what your strengths and stuff are. Mm -hmm. But I really felt that Enneagram got to, because you have to understand the motivation behind your behavior. I still love that. Yes. Uh, not just your behavior. So mm -hmm. I feel like the strengths finder is awesome, but I feel like a lot of my strengths or a lot of what I would identify as my strengths made it have almost been like self-fulfilled prophecies because it was based on things that I put an emphasis on in life because I thought that's what I was or I thought that's what I should be or whatever wow. versus really mm -hmm. digging into the why yeah of things that you do or things that you put a focus on and what really drives those decisions right so i've just felt like the enneagram i was not expecting it i thought it was gonna be like oh it's like reading your horoscope or like right. <laughs> i don't know right. i thought That's what it I was thought when i first heard i thought it was gonna be a little more woo woo but it really mm -hmm. it's 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 just enough right amount of woo <laughs> but <Yeah>. also <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, it really, I mean, we have discovered it took me a long time. What? It took me like two or three months to figure out what I was. Yeah. I think um, so. But just, we're both I mean, nines, right? Yep. We're both nines. Crazy. We're both which, nines, which for people who know about the Enneagram, that means you go to six in stress. And I think we've both spent a lot of time in the land of six in our lives. And yeah. I think, and I, I know we don't talk about our kids a lot on this show, but being a mother sends you to that place. And if you do have some anxiety, mm -hmm. which we both do, then you're trying to anticipate every terrible thing so you can be ready for it. And your brain goes to, they rode their bike down the street and I haven't seen them in 15 minutes. They probably kidnapped or dead. You know, like you go <laughs> to these horrible places and it's not healthy and it's not smart, but that's that's motherhood for you. So I think we have operated in a 60 land. Yes. Um, for a lot, but yeah. We're but both for nines. people, yes. I've, I mean, you get kind of a feel from that description, what a six is like, but a nine is basically your goal in life is just to have everything calm and peaceful and just yeah. like no waves and our We both weakness, hate conflict. Our, we hate conflict and our weakness is, or our vice is sloth, which is shocking. When we talk about yay us for making it 40 episodes, I mean, in yeah. any given day, I think either one of us would just prefer to be taking a nap. Like <laughs> at any time. Sometimes one of us does. <laughs> just saying. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's kind of the nine. And I encourage y'all to, Stephanie does an amazing job. Each of her Instagram posts could practically be a book. She's so right. thorough. If she introduces a concept with an in Instagram post, it's not just like a, hey, nines, go take your nap. It's, I mean, it is like, yeah. okay, here's a subject. I'm going to break it down for each of the numbers for you. And I'm like, geez, girl, I told her that too. I was like, yeah. each one of these posts could be a book. What are you, what are, you're giving yeah. it away for free. Um, right. So definitely encourage you. And we'll put in the show notes, the yeah. link to that Instagram account. Yeah. Um, but I have found that that is something that has just stuck with me. And I'm so glad we started with that mm -hmm. because it really is what we've learned coach after coach after coach that's come on is before you can do anything else you need to know what you're working with you need to know yeah. who you are you are 
and what drives you. Um, mm -hmm. And speaking of the things that a lot of our coaches have said, our pocket person, Stacy Kim, <laughs> who <laughs> I, I hope she's okay with us referring to as our pocket person. She's just our I favorite. Hope so. She's just really. Um, she's just she's a kind good of person energy. you wish you could carry around with you and be like, "What do you think of this?" Or I yes. can help with this, and she'd yes. be right there in your pocket I'm, to help I'm you. I'm scared to tell me something nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she just had. Uh, she does the lighthouse method, and she does some seminars around that. And she just had a group this past week, and so she mm -hmm. had us put together a bonus information sheet of kind of the top repeated lessons that we hear mm -hmm. from all of our coaches so that she could give that as a way as a bonus for her attendees yeah. and so we are going to make that available to our listeners as well for people who mm -hmm. go and sign up for the newsletter which you can get to the link for that at the mom and podcast.com website but i am hearing and they all say it in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. And and that's why it's, we were just saying we've got so many great lessons. But even if you're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, figuring out what your values are, probably 80% of the work is going to be pretty similar across all coaches, I would say. I mean, you've got the value sheet. Anybody can go out there and Google, like, yeah. list of values and start going through some of those. But the coaches, each that other 20%, each coach has just a little bit of a different take on it or a different yep. approach or a different step that maybe you would take in doing that. And just depending on what speaks to you, it's worth listening. You know, maybe, mm -hmm. well, I don't even want it. The Shannon Rafalowski's uh, overview of the values was great. So episode 22, yes. check that out. But if for some reason, I don't know why it could be that you that didn't you know you're like oh i didn't quite get it um first of all reach out to shannon i'm sure she'd love to <laughs> explain yes. it in more depth yeah. um but if you know find someone else who talks about values we'll be bringing on other people who talk about values and don't give up because eventually you'll find that person who speaks yeah. about it in a way that really makes you go ding or makes your right. flop like missy um <laughs> so definitely encourage you to if there's a particular topic maybe you didn't get it the first time let's listen let's find someone else who might be able to describe it in a way that makes more sense for you yeah and i have a couple other things but i want to i don't want to be just talk talk talking so missy throw a couple of years <laughs> in and then we'll, okay. we'll we'll ping pong well it back i and kind forth. of want to build on what you said about figuring out your values one of the things that so many of our coaches have said is that it's not one-stop shopping this doesn't happen once. Like you don't sit down and figure out your values and go, well, that is who I am. And I think <laughs> Ann Emig talked about this very recently on one of our last couple episodes. There is a statistic and I can't remember who said it, but we can go back to her episode and find it. But it was something to the effect of most people 10 years from now are not who they were 10 years ago in some fundamental way. Like there's part of you that doesn't change. Part of your makeup is just what it is. But we change what we think we want changes. Our circumstances change, our experiences mold us into somebody else. And so sometimes you have to revisit those values. And so when you're at a place, a pivot place, or we're a reevaluation, when you're trying to figure out what's next, are you going back to work after a pause or yeah. are you going to take a pause or whatever it is, or you even just switching jobs, whatever it could be. Yeah. You might need to revisit those values or your Enneagram number, they say, like doesn't change, but you may need to go back and study that again. So you understand your motivations again and how they apply to your current 
situation. So I, I love that because I'm one of those people that I wanted it in a neat little box in a bow. I always have. I've wanted to be able to say I am this. And as we've discussed in many episodes, you and I have both wound up in spots in our lives because we have just been like, well, the test said I was going into marketing. The test said I'm a good writer. Yeah, I am, but I am a good writer and dot, dot, dot. And (laughs) there's more to it than that. And it's okay to go reassess. Yep. To explore and pivot. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, can you tell I got a lot of the Julie Lithcott Haynes episode, but I'm going to use another yes. th- a quote of hers of just getting out of neutral. Yes. So even if you don't know exactly what that thing is, and this kind of goes along with Stacey Kim's mm-hmm. lighthouse method too, is just take the first step in the general direction that feels right. Yeah. Like yeah. trust your gut. And it's kind of interesting, and I think I've brought this up in past episodes, but since my daughter is a junior in high school now and is starting to explore colleges and, Mm -hmm. you know, going to all of these, meet the college and, you know, talking to counselors and stuff, it is so interesting. It's so different. Talk about things that were different 10 years ago, or Mm. when did we go to college? More than 10 years ago. Way more than 10 years ago. (laughs) It was a long time ago. (laughs) But, I mean, it really was very much like, what's your major? What's your major? You know, what are you going to do? They are so much like, I'm so shocked to hear this, but time after time they're saying, go, you know, it's hard. It's a very privileged thing to be able to actually go to all these campuses and actually get a feel for them. But fortunately, a lot of them have online tours or whatever. And they said, go to the one where you think that you are just going to feel excited to be there. Like the one that you just walk into and just be like, yep, this is my place. Mm -hmm. Figure out your major, you know, sometime by your junior year. (laughs) But but really, it's just this idea of feeling and your gut and, you know, have a general starting point of what your interests are. Mm -hmm. But they're like most, most kids change their majors by the end of their freshman year Mm -hmm. anyway. So don't feel like you're locked in and really just make those decisions based on your surroundings and where you feel safe and where you feel good and where you feel like you can be yourself. And I just thought that was so fascinating. So now we're going to just change all of our family vacations around fun places where we can go. Um, I mean, we are too. I nerded out all weekend making a spreadsheet which my kids were like, you've lost your ever loving mind. Oh, like, no. This is what I like to do. And, um, but trying to think about if we're going to visit some campuses, like how do we work that into some trips? And again, mm-hmm. staying of great privilege, but instead of saying like, we thought we might hit the beach at some point in the next year. Well, maybe not. Maybe we will go somewhere else that we can incorporate a campus or two. But like, we don't know which ones we want to visit until we start thinking about it. But yeah. None of this has anything to do with our show, but when you were talking, I was <laughs> thinking no, it about, is. I was thinking about how it does tie in that you have to be in tune with what feels right. Yes. And we are doing a better job. I think of teaching our children that we did not have that kind of information about college. I don't really think. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. What a gift that would have been in high school. Well, first of all, college visits are just a whole new thing for me, but I don't know. It was different. It was a different experience then. Well, I just love that the the next generation is, uh, they're actually being coached 
in school to do that, or at least in our yeah. kids' schools. I don't know that that's something that's universal or around the country, but I'd be curious to hear from listeners if they're mm-hmm. seeing similar things from their from their kids. But yeah, it just yeah. reinforces that all the coaches are saying it. Are you yawning? I know. I'm so sorry. I got up so early this morning. <laughs> In my, I'm going to talk about this later in one of our boundaries when we talk about boundaries. Your boundaries. I had to be at a swim meet because I'm the president of the booster club. Yes, we are going to talk about that boundary. Yeah. So I got up so early this morning and worked (laughs) at a swim meet, and I am so tired. Sorry. That's okay because you know what? We are Enneagram nines, and you should be taking a nap right now. Really. I put my feet up for a few minutes when I got home and I was like, oh, this is bad. Like I'm going down. I got to get up and keep moving. Oh my gosh. Oh, well now speaking of boundaries. So that is one of the learnings that Mm -hmm. I actually used to tremendous success for everybody. Um, You know what? It was at a little writing getaway a couple of years ago that someone mentioned that I think that their reverend or something at church had said that when you say no to something, you're letting someone else say yes to it. Yes. So if you're giving someone and then, oh, wait, yes. Did I say that right? (laughs) Your no opens the door for somebody else's yes. Yes. So if you say yes to something very unenthusiastically, there might have been someone who like that was their thing that they'd been waiting for. So right. As you know, I am on the board of an amazing group called Caring Hope, which does hope packs for kids who are entering foster care in Texas. And the founders of Caring Hope are going to be starting a shelter for teenage girls. I know I'm so excited. It's going to be the plans for it are so amazing. Um, But I am on I'm on the subcommittee for this group that's doing the shelter, which is totally different than what we've been doing. I've been on the board, I think for five years now, and it's primarily, you know, events or trying to get corporations to go in and Mm -hmm. do packing the hope packs or bringing the materials for the hope packs. Uh, So this is totally different running a shelter. And so they brought it up to me just being like, because I'd been there for five years. So I'm sure that they were like, oh, you know, we, it's just proper to, you know, bring it to Suzanne, (laughs) you know, to see if she'd be interested in being the chair of this group, Um, which was very kind of them. But I just knew time commitment wise and just knowledge wise that I would not be the best person for it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't jump on it. I thought I said, hey, can I think about it? So we learned Justine, that about right? boundaries. That so wasn't just we learned that from Justine Sones. Yes. Like, Thank you, Justine. Say yes or no right away. I think about her every day. Yes. <laughs> so I, I just waited a little bit to think about it and really think like, okay, is it just, because if it was a matter of something that I could add a lot of value to, but you know, it would be a stretch of my time, I probably would have been like, eh, let me see what I can do, or let me do it, co-chair it, or let me, you know, do it as an interim or whatever. But if it it was just something where I just felt like I'd be doing a disservice to the position as, especially because it's such a, such a, such an important thing. Um, So I, I ended up saying no, I, you know, I said, I'll be as involved as possible on the subcommittee, super enthusiastic participant there, but I don't feel like I'm in a position where I can lead it time-wise or just ability-wise. Literally like a week later, we had someone join our board who has run shelters in the past. And I mean, 
And how awkward would it have been for our founders <laughs> to have to be like, hey, Suzanne, can you give up that position that we just offered you? I mean, and I would have gladly because I would have known, right. like, yes, you, right. this is something you should be doing. But it was just the universe. Everything just kind of went click, click, mm -hmm. click right into place where I felt good that I had like made this like mm -hmm. really thoughtful decision for myself and for them. And then they got the person that they needed who can really just knock this out of the park and who will be the person who can give us on the subcommittee, the other members that are helping out, who can be like, hey, do this and we can do that. And it'll be like not no wasted time because it's going to be the mm -hmm. thing that we're supposed to be doing instead of if I was trying to give people and delegate things to do. 50% chance it would have been something that would have had to have been undone and then redone. <laughs> so, and this yeah, is, I have no doubt you could have done it, but it would have taken like 200% of the effort to get 50% right. of the results as someone who's actually already run shelters and knows right. the things and to do. And it's just the stress involved with always wondering, are you making the right decision? Oh. Is this how I like having, you'd have to source so much information out of yes. so many places to make a decision. It would have been and a there's lot. legal I'm implications just, and there's ooh. safety implications and it's big. and yeah. these are these are kids lives who have already had so much like not mm -hmm. work out that I'm just like we need this to be just perfect for you we need this to be like the most amazing place for you to land yes. and so Safe. I'm so I'm Safe so 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 excited about it. and this will not be the last y'all hear about the shelter because I'm sure there's gonna be all <laughs> kinds of opportunities hey if anybody has furniture or a, <laughs> that's, that's the other thing we're gonna be working on this week we're trying to get what I might have furniture you might have furniture well it's new furniture so it's it's got to be like a hookup um right so for this is it's going to be a nice place. It's going to be a nice place. So uh, not that there is not a place for, you know, secondhand. Used, I think there right. really is. But they're trying to make this a really special, like, well, how And there's a real safety issue to having new things. There is that, too. Like there's that, that too. it makes a big difference if it's got, it's up to modern expectations of code and yeah. being able to be bolted to the wall and all kinds of, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider when you're furnishing a place. No. And I was going to say, you know, we want this to be as nice as something that we would do for our own kids, but it's actually nicer because <laughs> my, kids, say, yeah. my kids both have mattresses that I got off Craigslist and yeah, everything that my kids have in their bedroom is used. Yeah. My kids have new mattresses. <laughs> That's a whole different story. No, like they do have new, don't. very fancy mattresses, but, um, that's not a podcast story. It's not that interesting, but um, they have <laughs> no, we wanted to be or secondhand furniture, you know, no. like they have hodgepodge things put together. Yeah, um, no, we want yeah. it to be nicer than the crap that my kids have, basically. So, and yeah, safer, we are probably like I have one who has, I mean, he has my brother's furniture from oh, when God. he was a kid. Oh, so does my son. He's his yeah. dressers in his room were my brothers yep. growing up. I've painted them red I, and I've swapped out the handles and they're super cute. And you yeah. know what? They don't make them like that anymore. But yeah, no, this is great furniture. And it was really nice furniture back in the day. Like it wasn't yeah. cheap stuff then. <laughs> it's the but best. yeah, it's not new. I mean, my brother's not young. <laughs> no, that's what I'm telling you. There is nothing yeah. in either. Uh, my daughter has a chair and a nightstand that literally we took off the road. You know, there's a thing in Austin where yep. every August there's a bulk trash pickup. We moved here during an August and we're like, what is up with everybody's crap on the streets? Um, yeah. But I mean, where if you ever moved? want 
some good play stuff goes out stuff. on the curb. Oh yeah, everything that never buy a bed used the week after that though, because I'm sure people just pick up mattresses and are like for sale on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that grosses me. Out. <laughs> no, every August we would just be like. Uh, no one could go for a walk with me because I'd be like, ooh, this chair can roll home and we can put some stuff on the chair. <laughs> We'd be pushed in a chair for like a mile home from this walk. Um, but I've done that more than once. And so, yeah, my kids have stuff that literally we rolled home on walks somewhere through Circle C in Austin. <laughs> um, oh, my God. But, yeah, I don't even know. How did we get here? Oh, yeah, we need furniture for the Caring Hope Shelter. And yeah. I'm going to bug you all about it and fundraisers and stuff. So, yeah, that will be coming soon. But um, let's see. So what else have you learned that you've actually done? Um, I really think I talked through all of that. I think so. With the exception, I guess I have not done this, but I have like literal in the works plans to do it. But um, when we talked to KJ Dalantonia, who I feel Mm -hmm. like we circle back to on our podcast all the time, such a wise, wise woman. Oh, she is. Um, And I think she talked about something that has been an overarching theme of our podcast, which is everyone needs a coach. Yes. She really encouraged me to take the leap and get a book coach. Um, You did. I had, yeah, I haven't done it, but I have figured out, like, I know I have my paperwork that I need to fill out now. Like there's a whole form you fill out and I, because I am a crazy person, you know, I always think, well, I have to have this ready before I get that ready. And just in the last couple of weeks, I have worked myself around to, no, I just need to get the paperwork and start the process instead of dragging it out any further. So yeah, I'm getting a coach yes. and I am going to take what I have and turn it into something usable because right now it's so bad. But I'm so excited. This is new to me. Breaking news. Breaking it is news. breaking news because it's really been just like I finally looked up on the website and like how do I take the next step instead of just like oh I know there are book coaches out there like, <laughs> now I know how to get one and how to apply and what the process looks like and it might take a little while to get it all finalized but it's going to be in the works exciting yes oh that's huge my god the yeah. whole episode should be about that <laughs> we'll do a whole episode once I've actually signed the paperwork maybe oh, <laughs> handed over the cash yes okay. but it's coming Let's so we see. were going to talk about the thing we really love that we learned but that we have not mastered and yes. I think we both wanted to talk about time blocking oh well that in our defense that was a more recent episode we haven't had as much time to absorb it well Jen Mann talked about it way in the beginning and we were both like oh that's really cool because that's how she's I mean she's written a gazillion books and she's now got a podcast and she at times has done real estate I mean she's done all these things and she's really active in her kids schools and so we were like how have you done it and she really does use time blocking Mm -hmm. we're like we're gonna do that and we did not and then Kara Harvey came on very recently and talked about it again with some very actionable ways to do that. But um, yeah, I want to. Oh, I just, and she was yeah. so good. And that is one where you just need to go in and take notes because yes. she talks, she talks fast and you, so can, fast. and you can lose it. You can lose it if, uh, if you're not really paying attention. Yeah. And so that's another one where I think it would be good if we just did like little takeaway yeah. blurbs for people just to be like, oh yeah, that's right. She did say that. Um, cause yeah, that was so good. And I started with the best intentions and then we just had our weird ACL weekend and all kinds of right. stuff. 
but I'm, I'm defending it in my brain that we've kind of taken this long to get to it because I was thinking about this. Do you, am I the only one who will like rearrange expired stuff in the refrigerator? <laughs> like you're trying to like organize the refrigerator and you're just like, oh, well, let's make room around the moldy strawberries <laughs> and this, you know, this lemonade <laughs> that we bought four months ago and never used, but it feels like it wasn't a waste of money if it's still in the refrigerator. Like, I don't even know. I kept these juices. I bought some juices from Trader Joe's that I had had in the past. They're really great. They're like, have a lot of veggies and fruits in them. Like, they're good. Yeah. I bought them right before snowpocalypse. Oh. And I thought, you know, it's going to be snowy for a few days. We're probably going to eat a ton of junk food because we thought, oh, we're going to have chili and s'mores and all of this. Well, little be did so we know. Fun, our little, yeah. Yeah. Little did we know it was coming, but this was before we knew how bad it was going to be. But I thought, well, I'll buy these juices. So at least we have something healthy. Maybe I can add them to smoothies, whatever. Well, I never opened them. And we kept them in the fridge for so long because I kept thinking, I bought them. I paid for them. We really need to consume these. Yes. And Mark would ask probably once a week, are you still planning to drink these juices? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm still planning. <laughs> Finally, one day I was like, you know, I think I'm not. I think I'm tired of shuffling them around the fridge. Yes. But I think that is what time blocking would be if you didn't have your values in place. And if you didn't know like your priorities and you didn't do all these yeah. exercises about, you know, figuring out what you really, what's important to you. So I mm -hmm. feel like time blocking could almost be a dangerous thing if you don't know what you're organizing yet, or if you're not organizing the right things and you're squeezing right. in time for things that are not of high value to you. So right. time to I, stop shuffling the juices. Oh my God. Don't. Yeah. I had a gallon of milk that when we bought it, it was nasty and expired. And so I was going to return it and I put it out in the garage fridge and it was there for maybe three months. <laughs> and, and my husband came home one day uh, from the grocery store. He's like, I realized that they forgot to charge me for my milk today. So it's okay so now for you to throw the, because <laughs> I was going to take it in and just never did. He's like, it's all even Steven with the universe. I was like, you know there what? You I think you're lying to me right now, but thank you because that is what I need. I was like, that what am I going to tell her? Get rid of this disgusting gallon of milk. Yes. That's why he pretends he likes to go shopping so he can be like, oh, that thing you needed Ooh. to return, you can throw it away now because, yeah. because I stole a gallon of milk. <laughs> so, so we're all even Steven with the grocery store. They gave us nasty milk, but apparently forgot to charge Chris for one of them. Oh um, but yes, so there, that is a, uh, yeah, I think time blocking so i think we need to get some more guests on and I, we've heard this in the yeah. group too that time management is something that people um really yeah. want to hear more about too That's... i tend to just let the day shove me around and i'm getting better because we have learned about time blocking and it's in the back of my head yes and so i am getting better about it but I still I have a long way to go to really. I mean, when you hear Kara Harvey talk about how she does it, I have a oh long way to go to get to Kara level. She's so good. She's so mm -hmm. good. But and mm -hmm. I know it can, I mean, it makes sense. Everything she said makes sense. And everything that she said sounds possible. It's just yeah. a matter of doing it. It's just a matter it of is. doing it. Um, yeah, it totally is. Yes. And then let's see, what was the other thing I wanted? Oh, we've already kind of talked about this a lot, but I come out of every discussion with all of our guests just like 
buzzing with excitement of yep. just like, oh my God, I feel like they just changed my life. And I have this happen totally. sometimes when I listen to other people's podcasts too, I'll hear something and I'm like, this is so amazing. Like that just changed my life and I'm never going to forget that. And then like by dinner, I'm like, what did they say again? <laughs> and I just, I don't know if that's pre-menopause brain or if that is mm -hmm. just life. I mean, that's just what happens to people. But yeah. I do want to find a better way, hopefully for listeners too, but if nothing else for myself, just, you know, if we come out of each of those episodes and be like, here are five quotes that'll maybe help you reading those things. If you're like, oh, I remember that episode was so good, but I can't remember exactly. And I don't want to yeah. listen the whole thing again. Um, it'll just be, and maybe we can even have like yeah, time marks for if yeah. people want to listen to it again, be like, okay, yeah, at minute 46, she said, you know, this about prioritizing your schedule and, you know, working yeah. in the mom time and the working time and having that discussion with your kids. Oh my God. That's what oh, I we... really loved what she said about talking, like making sure your family knows, because that's one of the places I'm falling down. I know what I have to do every day and I have in my head how it's going to go. But if I don't have the rest of the people here on board, like it's yes. useless. I try and to I found which... myself snapping. Like I snapped big time the other day. One of my kids, all they said was mom. And I went, what? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Like you didn't know that I was in this block. Like you didn't know. Yes, I know. I need, yeah, I need to go. And then the family business plan. I'm trying to figure out my printer. <gasps> Look how bad a job my printer did. It seriously skipped every third episode. I will find and we'll That's put it in the so show weird. notes. Look in the show notes for the family business plan episode. Yeah. And I will link to what number that is because it's one of them that didn't get printed here. Um, that was another really important one for breaking out the time and time management um, and yes. things that we have learned but not quite done. But we yeah, will. That was Daniel <laughs> Bettman. And that was such a smart idea. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. And yeah. I talked and my husband was even excited about it when I came out of the episode. I was like, guess what I just learned about. And I mean, he runs entire teams of people right. around the world. Like he, we know about business plans. We know about, right. you know, I have just... written business plans for other people. I have put plans in place for projects and jobs yes. that I was going to do, but not we for know. my life. No, yeah. we, we know that they make sense and we know, oh my gosh, I know it's just kind of like the um the fitness and menopause episode yeah. our tipsy ellipses the idea of just doing squats whenever you're going to sit in your chair i mean i've been around chairs all my life i know how squats <laughs> are performed <laughs> i mean chairs are not new to us <laughs> i mean literally when they teach you how to do a squat they say pretend you're sitting in a chair, in a chair. so mm -hmm. how about not just pretending like when you're going to sit in a chair do a couple <laughs> do squats, some squats. I yeah. mean, seriously, <laughs> that's my quote of the show. I've been around chairs all my life. I'm a chair expert. <laughs> I really am. I love them. I'm usually sitting in them, not exercising right. around them. Though. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I think we, we need to do that for ourselves. We need to do that for you. Put together either some quote cards or just lists in the show notes. I don't know what that's going to be. That mm -hmm. it's um, just so they're going to be our little ding ding moments uh, yes. to remind us of those highlights. Uh, so yeah, where did you have any other things that you're still working on? I think it all comes down to that time management stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. That and then we already talked a little bit about boundaries. And yes. Whereas you kind of learned and put that into practice. I we literally interviewed Justine Stones and 2 days later I agreed to something that I knew was going to be an enormous time commitment. So 
I have since learned a lot about that, but I mean, I think about Justine every time I'm writing an email for that volunteer position and it's not something I don't like doing. I love it and I care a lot about it, but this year probably was not the right year to say yes, Mm -hmm. but now I've said yes and I'm going to make it work and it's fine. But I do think about her all the time and I'm like, well, this won't happen to me again. Like you've I, learned, you've learned. learned, but it did not, I did not process it in the two days between when she, <laughs> we interviewed her and I had to say yes, but, but again, I, none of these things are things that we, well, I'm sure there are things that we say no to that we don't want to do, but kind of like, you know, we were saying, respecting the boundaries of guests that aren't available to be yeah. on every podcast and do every interview, like that it's not that they don't want to. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's what we need to realize that people don't take it personally. We don't need to take it personally. It's just that we only have this finite amount of time and it's really valuable and we don't get it back. And so we need to, we need to be choosy about what we do with it. But like you said, you're enjoying doing it. It's just that for a while it's going to be a little frantic and yeah, something I care deeply about and it's connected to my children and I care about it a lot. And Mm -hmm. it's just not, the right time probably and it who talked to us about understanding your why i'll have to go put it in the show notes like it's right here i can almost hear her saying it but it's something i think about a lot with a couple of things like with master gardener that i'm doing right now at moments it feels like an enormous time suck but i have to remember my why and my why is that i need I need this knowledge for me to accomplish some of my goals um, around foster care. It's going to help me do some things in the foster care community and selfishly, it's going to help me some in my own house, but it's something tied to another great passion of mine that I have long-term vision about. So I have to remember my why. Yes. Um, Maybe I'm not, I'm not great at that yet, but then I have to remember my why for why I decided to be the president of the booster club. It's, it's attached to my kids. It's Mm -hmm. not about me. But that's my why. And that's what I have to remember when I'm like, are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Those darn kids. Okay. But no, but we also are in respecting those boundaries and respecting that we sometimes we make decisions and we learn from them. You're, you're lighthousing. You've made a decision. Lighthousing. And okay. We learned mm-hmm. a little bit about that. And so it may not be stepping away entirely. It's just, uh, you do this other position next time, or maybe you yeah. decide that something else goes and you want to get that way out of my comfort zone and ask for help. Yes. Like, I mean, there was something that we wanted to make happen. And I knew if it were left up to me, it was not going to happen. So I looked at the whole group and said, here's the information who can make this happen. And somebody said, I have time. Oh, like that was yay. hard because I really would rather be like, well, I brought it up, so I better make it okay. And but your no is somebody else's yes. They might have yep. just been like, oh my gosh, you know, my week freed up or whatever. And I really wish that I could give time now that you know it's available and yeah so, yes you allowed them to participate in a way they might not have been able to so yay right and allowed something to get done without me feeling guilty about it and waking up in the middle of the night and thinking oh no i didn't finish it and having to you know <laughs> all the horror things so oh my gosh okay and then from 40 interviews there are things that we've realized that we're actually we were not yeah. not that we're amazing happened. <laughs> 
but things that we were actually doing pretty well and that yeah, uh, things were already kind of in our wheelhouse. Yes. And that coaches have reinforced yeah. that. Yes. Pat ourselves on the back. So what thing were you doing uh, that coaches have reinforced that? Yeah. You, um, I think I'm pretty darn good at the self-care piece. I haven't mastered not having some shame and guilt around it. Mm-hmm. So that is something I'm still working on. But I am good at listening to my body and knowing like I need to rest or I need more water or I need to go exercise or whatever it is that makes me feel like a whole person so that I can go back out to my family. I don't always do it right, but I at least am aware of what I need usually. And, um, and I'm getting to the point where I can say to my family, like I, I am someone who thrives on alone time, thrive on it. I also love people, but I reach a wall and I, now I can verbalize that. Like I've hit my wall, mm-hmm. peopled and peopled and peopled. And so for the next two hours, I'm going to not people, including you people. <laughs> you are also people. <laughs> yeah. And whatever that looks like at that moment. I mean, sometimes that's leaving to go exercise or sometimes it's hiding in my room and watching a dumb show or reading a book or sleeping or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so yeah, not, it's not something I've mastered, but it is something that I have more skill at than I realized after talking to like, um, Michelle Garrett talked about it. Shannon Rafalowski, Suzanne Brown, Jenny Remington all talked about like embracing the pause when you need to pause and keeping your mental health forefront. It's so much more important than whatever the next worldly success is. Mm-hmm. Like we have to take care of ourselves first. So I I feel much more comfortable about it. I love that. I'm still working on that a little bit, but I'm inspired. I see you doing that, especially with the working out piece. You've been so good about that. And I'm trying to, and now that I have my handy exercises that I can do without going (laughs) on the ground. And I say, I say that, I mean, it's not that my floors are kind of filthy, but I actually have issues with um, benign positional vertigo, which I'm so bummed. One of the things I was talking about that I was so excited a couple of weeks ago, I was going to be going out to dinner with my friend, Cindy, who had me up paddle boarding and like seriously two hours before I was going to go, I, my world just struggled. And if I nail it with some Sudafed and lay down, I can usually get it. But sometimes it goes for days and days and days. And it's yeah. usually little wacky crystals or whatever in your ears. Right. Um, and I am prone to it. And it usually happens with floor exercises. It's why I had to stop doing, um, oh, what are the core things that you're supposed to do? Plank? No, oh, it's the whole thing. Not yoga, but Pilates. Oh, Pilates. There was yeah. a fitness Pilates. Oh, yeah, it's a lot uh, of. Thing that, yes. And anytime it's kind of turning your head and facing down, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, Ooh. I could try to go see Cindy. I just can't look down. My husband's <laughs> like, I don't think so. <laughs> that's good. When you're driving, you need to be able to look all Yeah, around. you need to be able to look more than one direction when you're driving. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so yeah. So when I'm talking about I don't want to get on the ground, is not that I'm just supremely lazy. <laughs> Position-wise, doing things that are standing are safer for yeah. my inner ears and my vertigo issues. Yeah. Um, and if anybody else has similar things, I really encourage you to go look at the Tipsy Ellipsy episode on video. Yeah, it's a little Dr. hard Maria to listen Luque. to the workouts. Oh, yeah. she was so good. She's so great. Um, and then let's see here. Okay. So oh, what so about my- you? So my thing um, is, I think, and we've heard it not necessarily through all the coaches, but um, the idea of people using their privilege to amplify the voices and needs of others. So we've heard it. so good at that. 
um, echoed across uh, racial or socioeconomic or gender, mm -hmm. the LGBTQ community, mental health. And I'm not saying I do all these things. I'm saying these are the topics we've covered across episodes. <laughs> you do a lot of that, though. You're really good at this. <laughs> I have focused primarily on the LGBTQ community, and I hate even calling it privilege because I'm not saying I just had to correct this to a reporter the other day when I was at the Capitol and we yeah. were talking about some of the anti-trans bills. And I didn't want to say it's a privilege to not have a kid who's trans because that's the most ridiculous thing in the world to right. say. Yeah, that's but it's a privilege of an emotional distance mm -hmm. from parenting a yes. kid who's already being marginalized and targeted. Mm -hmm. I'm a step away from that. So I have this privilege of space, emotional space, where right. I can be there to amplify the message. Um, and literally just being a body at the Capitol to hold a sign that day. It was when the yeah. um, the house was coming in and out of session, um, yeah. just literally being there to hold a sign. And so I do encourage people. It's It can be a little uncomfortable, especially when you are trying to support a group that you are not a member of. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, I've been doing this like really specifically for over four years now i yeah. mean my whole life i like to think that i've been doing it in some part but making a really concerted effort running informed parents of austin and i'm sure i still mess it up and i don't want to be like the white savior you know the straight savior of the lgbtq community that's never my goal right. it's just really how can you use my voice or in the case of the capital my body just to be there because these parents, they are there, especially in Texas at the Capitol and these anti-trans bills, they have to be there all day long. You never know when the session's going to start for you to testify. Yeah. They are there day in, day out, just trying to ask people not to be horrible humans horrible. to their kids. I mean, right. just like... What I mean, I mean just, we shouldn't have to ask people. To you treat should our children not like have humans. to ask people to not be mean to kids. When else has there ever been a law specifically aimed at hurting kids? I don't get it. But anyway, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's even exhausting. if even if you don't feel like you're in a space, whether you know, I I've had problems with this and had to step back from time to time because of anxiety issues or whatever. Because it does. Even though I do have the privilege of emotional distance, it still takes a toll. And that's Absolutely. why I know it's so important for the people who it's really taking a toll on to be able to just it's a relief pitcher for a second. Let them go yeah. take a day off or just go rest for a minute and just take that space for them. Um, or It's such a beautiful way to look at it. I don't think I've quite put it in those words when I think about because at CASA Volunteer, I testify every time that case goes to court. Mm -hmm. And I am the mouthpiece for people who don't have a voice for whatever reason. And um, it's really beautiful to think of it as you're holding that space for them. And it gives them a little bit of a break and helps them yes. know that they're not all by themselves. Yes. Um, and it is emotional. Like you still do have to take care of yourself after I remember leaving one hearing that actually went really well, mm -hmm. but it just drove home what a horrible, horrible situation this was. And even yeah. though the result of that hearing was we were moving forward to a solution that is healthy, it just brought up 
how sad it was. And I was meeting friends for lunch afterward. And I was like, I think I just need a hug. Like I, I got out of the car at the same time as another woman. And I'm not normally really like that, but I was like, oh, I'm ready to just like unwind. And I gave her a hug and she was like, oh no. And I'm like, no, it's all fine. It's I'm fine. I'm not even really sad. I just feel, I feel all the feelings like it's so much. And so like those parents at the Capitol, they feel all those feelings all day, every day. Yes. Yes. Whereas we feel it and, you know, we feel it all day, every day, but in a very different under very different circumstances in a very different way. And we do have that separation. That's, I love the way you put it. Well, thank you. But yeah, we've had some great guests who have talked about either their work or just encouraging other people to do similar. Episode 10, we had Nancy Davis Coe, who actually, I, she is my inspiration. I was sat there eavesdropping on her at one of the Mom 2 conferences, and she was talking about all these amazing marches and whatever that she was doing in California. And I was just like, such an advocate. And I literally had nothing to say to her. Like, I mean, I mean, I had plenty to say to her, but not like, oh, (laughs) and I also attended this or, oh, I've been doing this thing that I believe in. Like I had nothing and I'd never really put that much time or effort. And it was really that next year after that, when Mm -hmm. I felt this need for someone to go and support uh, the community in particular, it was the LGBTQ inclusive sex ed that was getting smashed around in our community. And I just felt like someone needed to tell this other group to shut up. And, and I was like, what <laughs> would Nancy would Davis Co do? <laughs> so, um, so yes, she's been doing that much longer than I have, but uh, just- she has great things to say about advocacy doesn't have to be a full-time job. A full t- yeah. It doesn't have to be a full-time job. It doesn't have to be something you do even every week. You can do it in small windows mm-hmm. and we can go back and link to that episode, but she had some ideas for some organizations yes. that are really good at- Whoops finding Uh-oh. it's almost time to get my daughter it's almost time but um, no and oh finding yeah. time to do that kind of stuff in little little windows yes and she also is very much this idea of like you are not there to make a case for yourself or you're not the one saying what you think should be done you are right. there to listen to what the group you are representing or that you are mm-hmm. trying to help listen to what they need and then take their orders as yep. far as um, how you can best support them. So that's another right. good reminder. And then episode 17, Michelle Garrett. And we had episode 30, just Julie Lithcott-Hames. And uh, episode 39, uh, Lisa Stromberg had also brought up some really good points around that topic. So if that's something that yeah. you are interested in, definitely check out those episodes. I loved oh, what my... Lisa had to say about being co-conspirators. Oh, I love the term co-conspirators. <laughs> and, you know, it's so funny because yeah. she's like, I don't like the word allies. Like, Oh, that's how I introduce myself every week. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think that is a, uh, I think that is a good point that like ally is like saying that you're standing together against this thing, which it is. But she's it like, is. no, it's not just like we're not even going to accept that that thing is the thing. You need to go in and just be like, yeah. no, that's that's just wrong. So yeah. love that. But oh my gosh, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. We have a lot of things to continue learning about. Yes. And let's see, I know we're going to have an abbreviated look, listen, learn, because just in case anybody heard my alarm, it's about time to go pick up my daughter yeah. from school. Um, yeah. But we'll I'm fast. I'm going to do... I think- yeah. Can I do a quick plug? I think we want yes. to know, um, not a plug, an ask. Like we want to know what going forward in the next 40 and beyond episodes, like what is it you still want to learn? We have a survey on our Facebook group, I think, but yes, 
you can also call our phone number and leave us a voicemail or send us an email <laughs> and just what do you want to learn more about? What episodes have really resonated with you? Where do you need more information? What are you still learning? Like, let us know and we'll try to find guests to plug in there. Yes. That's so, all right. What do you look listening and learning? Okay. Real quick for next week, our guest is uh, Megan Logan, who is the author of the self-love workbook for women, which is just such a, Okay, y'all need to go watch this on the YouTube or I'll send some pictures of it or that might break some copyright laws, but but it really is like a workbook for people who you read a little bit and then you do a little exercise in it. And so it actually is a really interactive, involved process. And so um, it's, and it's just a gorgeous, pretty book. So I'm so excited to talk to her more about that. And she's like legit 20 years of counseling experience, mental health settings, uh, domestic violence, sexual assault centers, eating disorder, hospice programs. So she's covered so many different areas and topics. So um, she, a wealth of knowledge that goes into this book and it's got like a bazillion stars on Amazon. So I'm excited (laughs) to talk more about that. And I want to talk a little bit about Lula Rich. We'll have to save that for next week. And then my learn this week is going to be an hour about Lula Rich. Oh my God. Uh, It's going to be the mom Two virtual conference. We talked about mom Two a lot. The the in-person conference, darn COVID, uh, knocked out again this year, but they're mm-hmm. doing a virtual conference tomorrow. So it'll be Wednesday and Thursday of this week. We need to yeah. promote that on the page too. Um, just yeah. last minute people who want to pop in there and they've got really exciting speakers and really good topics. So that's yeah, what excited. I'll be learning. I'll have more to tell you about that next week. Me too. I'm learning that as well. So maybe we'll do some posts about Combo that. Learn. Yeah. Yeah. So my look, my read, I'm reading (laughs) the man who died twice, a Thursday murder club mystery. So I don't know. Did you read a Thursday murder? No. Thursday. Is that like a collection? The the first one is called the Thursday murder club. And this is the second one. And it is, it is my kind of book. It is the cutest group of retired people, but they're not cute. Like, aren't you cute? Pat on your head. Like they are all fascinating, deep people who've had these rich lives, but now they live in a retirement community and um, they just started by like having a murder club where they were working to solve an unsolved murder. Um, Obviously they're solving an unsolved murder anyway. (laughs) Um, And so this is the second book. The author is Richard Osman and I'm not finished with it. And I, have done this a couple times in Look, Listen, Learn, where I accidentally talk about something I'm not finished with, but I like it so much that I feel like I can talk about it before finishing it. Um, but it's a great, I mean, it's a great escape. It's my kind of book to just drift off into and be in their little world set in England. And um, it's fun. So I recommend the Thursday Murder Club and this second one, The Man Who Died Twice. Um, so, and then I want to talk about next time, maybe the shit no one tells you about writing. Oh, we've talked about it on here before. Yes, but... I was going to say we've talked about that. Yeah, but I have like some new things to add, but man, I love it. So we'll talk. Is about that a podcast? Time. It's a podcast. Okay, that's right. I, I just love the title so much. But, um, <laughs> it's great and it's really energizing. Maybe I feel like KJ I to... recommended that. I think it was KJ. KJ I was going to look it up. Okay. Um, yeah. So now I don't really need to talk about it next time because we already talked about it. But it's if you are writing anything, it's it's energizing to listen to them discuss and they talk about query letters and then they sometimes she just talks to authors about their process. And, um, it's just, every time I listen, I'm like, okay, here we go. Motivated again. Yes. Okay. 
I need to bottle that energy. I wish I could take a hit of it later. (laughs) Yeah, because I'll be so fired up. And then I walk in the house and I'm like, there's a pile of dishes and I need to do laundry. And, you know, it just. Okay. We need to get a coach to talk about that because that, I mean, that is just something that time after time I'm like, oh, I'll come back. I'll be listening to this podcast. I'm like, that is just amazing. And then, yeah, I need to learn how to bottle that and just be able to re regrasp that emotion. I think it somehow ties to the time blocking too. Like we need to learn to turn off the things that zap that energy. Yes. And then say like Kara Harvey, again, was amazing at that. She'd be like, my sink's full of dishes and I don't even care because I know I'm going to do them in my block later. It's genius because my, my dirty dishes talk to me, you know, (laughs) they're talking to to me right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and they sap my energy for the exciting stuff. So. You know, what's funny that hasn't been talking to me is my son who came home a half hour ago and has not seen me at all. I left no note to tell him where I was. And I think he's just Hmm. playing video games. I think, you know, it could be the end of like, what are those movies that used to be in the eighties? Like the end of the world movies that, what was that one called? Left behind. Left behind or whatever. Yeah. He'd just be come home. There's no adult here. He'd be like, okay. All right. (laughs) It's just me now. I got my charger. (laughs) It's okay. This is cool. (laughs) It's a milestone that he can come in and handle himself, but also like, weren't you worried about mommy? Did you not want to care where she was? He knows because I've got the door of the bedroom, the door to the bathroom, and then the door to my closet. So he knows two out of three of those are closed. Don't mess. So (laughs) yeah, they do know that like if my bedroom door is closed, everybody just assumes that I'm recording. Yeah. Because again, it's the same like bedroom, bathroom, closet thing. Although they will, sometimes I hear that bathroom door open like they're confirming that i'm really in yes. here maybe she's not quite started yet mm-hmm. yeah i'll oh. hear it or uh, pete says he can go to his room because his room is back there and he's like i can go in there and tell i i can hear suzanne and you talking yes then they know <laughs> okay yeah. oh ooh, my thing's got 20 right. 23 seconds before it s- starts beeping again but i just want to remind everybody to what do we want to remind her to um to go to the mom and podcast.com site mm-hmm. to go find the link to the newsletter and yes. then we will send you our handy little recap page yes it's basically our main recurring uh, lessons that we hear from all of the coaches um and so we will send that oh no <laughs> time to go Stop. get your daughter um but we will send that to you in your inbox and we will start actually, you know what we need to start doing, especially Facebook going down last week reminded me of this, like Facebook and Instagram, those can't be the end all communication that we have with y'all if we need to share information. Um, So that newsletter, and I say this for anything that you follow um, or anyone that you follow, make sure you get on their newsletter because more and more people, even just in the form of protest are going to be kind of stepping away um, from social media. So really getting on the yeah. email list is the number one way. And to we don't sure email you a lot. In fact, we, we haven't emailed you since <laughs> summer. We so. will not spam you. No, we should. Yeah. You know what? We'll get on the habit of emailing probably weekly, just a little bloop. The episode has launched. So just yeah. as a reminder that there's a new episode and then we just had the monthly newsletter or bi-monthly or <laughs> quarterly quarterly (laughs) i mean this we're maybe looking at twice yearly at this point i'm sorry that's on me no that is fine hey girl you're busy 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 but anyway so go sign up for that newsletter because we will be doing more and more of that as far as reminders of stuff that's coming up um and just want to make sure we have another way to reach out and hear from you um for when the socials are down so yeah (laughs) i mean the next time it might be 
that might be it. You never know when it's all gone. We'll see if Congress has their way. (laughs) But yes. So yeah, thank you so much for staying with us for our full term 40 weeks of podcasting. I can't believe. Oh my gosh. We could have had a baby by now, Missy. We could have. We did. We had a baby podcast. We had a little bit. Now now we're going to watch it go through toddlerhood and (laughs) on into adolescence. It's around for a long time. We have no plans to go anywhere. I'm glad that it sleeps for more than three hours at a time, though. So, gosh, me too. <laughs> me too. This is the best kind of baby to have. <laughs> well, and there's no one I would rather parent this podcast with. So, thank Same. you. This thank has been such... you. I cannot wait for the next 40 episodes. All right. Have a good afternoon All or right, evening. You too. I don't know what time it is. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, not evening or I'm really late for pickup. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll see you at Mom 2.0 everywhere tomorrow. Yes. So excited. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.